Coming up on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, the 122nd most popular movie from the year 1991. That's right, action classic, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. That's next. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Oh, hey there, listener, and welcome to another rousing episode of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This is Chris, and this week, along with Eric and Brian, have we got a doozy for you. Uh, we're going to talk about the 1991 action opus starring Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson, uh, Harley Davidson, and the Marlboro Man. That's right. It's a movie that's named after two very well-known brands that somehow let them make a movie with their brand names. It doesn't make a lick of sense, but basically it's your typical early 90s, late 80s sort of actioner. It's a loose western modernized to the year of the future, 1996. That's when it's set. So it's a movie in 91, set in 96, that we're talking about in 2020. So yeah, it's got a lot going on. But basically it's uh, your standard buddy fair. There's shootouts, there's fights, there's helicopters, there's explosions, there's falls from tall buildings, there's subplots that just get abandoned, uh, lots of fun dialogue, but really the, the selling point for the movie is the two leads. They have a very affable chemistry, and it's really what keeps us coming back for rewatches and such. So, if you've never seen this movie, oh, by all means, go watch it now. It's a VHS classic from the early days of Blockbuster, and uh, we sure enjoy the hell out of it. So, we're going to talk about that. I mean, what else are we going to do? Uh, we don't make any money off this thing, and we got to come up with topics somehow. It's just us chit-chatting about one of our favorite movies. So, uh, yeah, drop us a line at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com if you agree with anything we have to say, or especially if you disagree with what we have to say. Magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Uh, you can also head on over to our Twitter feed, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Magnificent Huge Podcast. Instagram, Magnificent Huge Podcast. Uh, like our pages, share us around, like all our posts and stuff. Uh, interact with us. We would appreciate that. And then lastly, you can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you would go in and give us five stars, review the show, and again, share it around with your friends and family. Uh, we would really, really appreciate that. So, you know, without further ado, we're going to talk about probably one of the most misunderstood and shat upon movies from the year 1991 that uh, we love Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. And we're back. Salsa yeah thanks for joining us uh let's do the intros real quick while we're thinking about it. this is chris okay this hi chris eric. i'm brian hey brian oh and that's eric. this is this eric. is eric hey eric hi eric wow land hey. speed record for we intros we said our names <laughs> on the magnificently huge podcast oh it's a good one today how we feeling we're making good time yeah welcome to the show uh so thanks for agreeing to this topic harley davidson and the marlboro man i know agreeing <laughs> i know two-thirds word two-thirds of the team are really chuffed about this entire enterprise and brian is not so <laughs> oh, god yeah uh but it all came about expression chuffed it's uh what does that mean it's british it just uh, means jazzed uh, 
I've oh. been using that word. I got called out on that this week. Like, what is chuffed? I'm like, yeah. Uh. Oh, let me sit <laughs> you down, you non-anglophile, and fill you in. But yeah, we're we're chuffed. Uh, so yeah, so we can get into it as we go. My ass is chuffed after watching this movie. <laughs> Your oh ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did, well, we can get into it. we can get into it. Uh, yeah. But uh, a- apart from watching this fine bit of cinema this week, has anybody done anything else that they would like to share with the class in the fresh shit? This shit is fresh! Oh, shit, that is fresh. This stuff is really fresh! I have, yeah. Oh, nice! Uh, were you, like, waiting to do this? Were you, like... Like I do, where you sit around energy. and go, "That's gonna, energy. that's gonna, that's gonna make a really good entry to the fresh shit." And then you you watch it and go, "No, that's gonna suck." So I'm gonna have to find something else now. I I've I've got a variety of weird fresh shit. This oh, a varietal. Uh, I think Eric go. went first yeah. last time, so yeah, Brian, you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, in in celebration of last show we did was about the kids in the hall. So in celebration of crap that stoners watch, I watched a show on uh, Hulu called Cake. Cake. Cake is like a liquid television for today. It's just like little shorts that have been put together in a you know a very sort of four twenty friendly package. Okay. Um, but the the bit I want to call out that's really really good. Um, is a series of, of shorts that they've interspersed throughout the episodes called Quarter Life Poetry. And it's this woman who does sort of slam poetry, but also hip-hop, but also not poetry at all. And it's it's all very um, focused on what it's like to be a 20-something in the corporate environment. My name is Alfred, and I intend to survive. How can I relax when I'm thinking of the fact that our nation is run by some hack? This can actually happen, a totalitarian faction where all of us women are living in a crazed reaction to our feminist action. Maggie Atwood had a mad right. That bitch got some foresight. Damn, I love this Friday night. And one of the things that runs through all of the segments on Cake is pretty much all the characters actually have modern smartphones. And they found ways to actually integrate that into storytelling that isn't contrived or dumb. It's just, this is like, I've been waiting for this generation to kind of get old enough to get enough airtime to find a way to communicate what modern life is really like uh, in, in TV form. And I think that the people who are being showcased on Cake are doing a good job of it. They've also got a running segment called Oh, Jerome, No!, about this guy who just, <laughs> you know, just doesn't quite get it socially, and it's it's really well made. Uh, that that the actor who plays Jerome in that is just completely credible, and and it's also just you sort oh Jerome no. <laughs> so so they're just so they're are they live action and cartoons or like a mix or just it's, yeah it's just all kinds of stuff. Okay, you know, it's, like there's there's some the weird ass like trippy shit that somebody made that looks like it was rendered on a okay. PlayStation so, but then it, all the vertices are moving like you're on acid and it's just okay. messed up. So it is like Little liquid animations. television. Okay. It's liquid television for the modern age. Yeah, it's very much. short it's, attention span theater is what it sounds like. Yeah, and and clearly it would be more entertaining the higher you are. That there's, Yeah, it's okay. made for that audience. What, what about if but you... Quarter Life Poetry, at least. Check that out. Um... Okay. Maybe I'll post a link to one of the better ones. Uh, they've they've got some on YouTube. 
Okay. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, some good stuff. Okay. Good. So, so there's that. <laughs> How many hours of entertainment was that? At least two. Uh, I mean, I've only watched a couple of okay. them, but um, I'll, I. So I've been, <laughs> I've been doing the video on demand thing because. Popcorn shall not be denied. The 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 local chain was <laughs> was selling bags of popcorn, and we bought some. And by God, we're gonna watch some movies if it kills us around here. Like, are you buying the uh, are you buying the kernels, or are you buying like bags of actual pop popcorn? No, bags of pop popcorn because the salt they use is so much better than what you get, <laughs> dude. I'm telling uh, you, at the store, you just start popping your own. It's so much better. It's so much I, better. You know, I've been doing it both ways, and okay. and you know, the different it got different moods. Okay. Anyway, I got you. So last weekend, <laughs> last weekend, the movie we resorted to turned out to be a lot of fun. And I liked the previous movie in this series. God help me. I watched Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Wow. They made a sequel? <laughs> I had not heard Well, that. I mean, this is also a direct-to-video movie, but it's... It's the same people had made the the original Teen Titans okay. series that was like the the PG thir- well not PG thirteen but you know sort of the tween you know edgy right. version and then they had rebooted the show to be a lot less serious and it's all the same animators and voice cast. Okay. Well, I'm happy that this so, was your choice because you I I felt like you were about to say Trolls World Tour and I was gonna no. punch you physically through the phone. No, so. not yet. I haven't resorted. I haven't <laughs> okay. even resorted to Frozen Two yet. Okay, thank God. But thank God. Uh, Teen Titans go. go versus Teen Titans is yet another piss take of all things superhero movies and a piss take of Teen Titans itself, uh, because they have each of these casts of characters making fun of the other show throughout it as their universes collide. Um, <laughs> okay, it's. It's goofy, but it's fun. Chris, I actually think you <laughs> specifically should watch Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. I think you would laugh. I've I've seen bits of it and it seems amusing. I've never actually watched the show all the way through though, so it's not like I'm a, a You're not a going fan. to need to. Okay. I, I mean, it's made for kids. They explain things very clearly. <laughs> you know, for kids. Okay. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Teen Titans Go to the movies or Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Solid recommend. You will laugh. Did they take the piss out Especially of Batman? Chris. Wasn't that the shtick in the first one you were telling us? The 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 if you want to take the the piss out of Batman, you're better off with go to the movies. Okay. Um, if you want to just see them take the piss out of superheroes and and especially they've got some good digs on the MCU tucked into this uh versus Teen Titans thing. Okay. Good. I I I think it's a lot of fun. Okay. And and. The thing is that they're so self-aware at this point that anytime you you think, nah, they won't go there. Oh yeah, they're gonna go there. <laughs> oh, they, they go there. Oh, they go there. <laughs> they go there. Yeah. So it's okay. it's fun. Where would you think that the Teen Titans or the Teen Titans Go would not go? I mean, one of them <laughs> they um, say go right there in their name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder. It's like if they do another one, would they just call it Teen Titans Go there? Right? Yeah. They could. I, why not? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Get on it, DC. Teen Teen Titans go crazy. Yeah. These <laughs> these guys have have clearly Te- been given a, enough. They've got their pipeline down to the point where they're not really being supervised. 
So they're just kind of having <laughs> at it. Teen Titans great. go break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. Uh, oh, they're, okay. they're that stupid. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then the other movie I watched, so as we all know, the theater chains are doomed. Yeah. Um, You're never seeing a movie and, in a theater again. Let's be real. And the Alamo Draft House apparently has been working on their fallback plan for some time because they launched... Um, Alamo on demand this week. Really, they've got a whole storefront for weird ass like cult movies and indies, and you know the kind of shit they show at Alamo, um, where you can just rent and stream. Do they call it Alamo? They should, <laughs> but they damn it, they Eric, <laughs> you need to work for them. Just they missed that they... opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't care so what I, I don't care. Here. I'm just gonna start calling it that. So you've been yeah, watching that Alamo. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> so we went poking on Alamo um, this weekend, <laughs> and the first movie we rented from them for like two bucks was this thing I I, I I had a lot of these where I kind of just look at my wife and go well that was a movie and I looked at her at the end of this and I said well that was a thing because uh, <laughs> I don't think it qualifies as a movie this was called I am a knife with legs <gasps> what a title <laughs> tell me more now that sounds like a poetry slam right there yeah <laughs> I am a knife with legs I believe was shot on iPhones. Uh, according to my Googling, it had a budget of $12,000, and it shows. That $12,000 is clearly on the screen. Uh, it's basically just two, two dudes in an apartment in L.A. shooting this thing. Um, and it's ostensibly it's about this, uh, this character, um, Benet, who decided to become a pop star because his girlfriend died in a in a horrible incident and he can't get over it his girlfriend named baguette and he's and so now he's a european pop star whose signature look is that he wears t-shirts with ab holes uh holes around his abdomen and it's just the random shit he comes up with so he's just just a giant ab hole basically right is that what you're telling me yes um Man. And, and and then he's got these songs and they're not great. This is this is like every crappy video we made when we were just dicking around in our like late teens, early twenties, <laughs> strung oh, together yeah. into feature length. Yeah. And it's like it's like if, if somebody's like, Hey, hey, you gotta watch this thing me and my buddies made for ninety minutes, you know? <laughs> well that's like yeah, that's like the the, the movie Eric and I made with uh, our old buddy Scott Gimple one night at the airport because <laughs> we were bored and we weren't old enough to go drink. So we're like, let's just go shoot a video at the empty airport. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly yeah. that. Okay. It's so that. <laughs> and okay. these guys, you know, again, sometimes, you know, I look back at, at you know, music that people just kind of slap together and I think, boy... I was trying too hard, and other t- and then I look at this and I'm like, no, I was I was trying harder than this, and and that's okay. <laughs> but at the same time, 
I don't have a movie out there. You can't rent my horse shit for two ninety nine from the Alamo <laughs> site. Yeah. So I'm not trying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's stick to itiveness is really the main problem with most folks. At least yeah, in my experience. So yeah. Apparently this thing <laughs> took seven years to produce. Holy wow. fuck. That's yeah, that's oh, that's that's more dedication. Too. Probably. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> Watch the trailer for I Am a Knife with Legs, and you've got a pretty good idea whether you have any interest in watching that stretched okay. out to 90 minutes. Do you feel like it, it was worth two bucks? I laughed at some things. I ate popcorn. <laughs> okay. It was cheaper than going to the theater. Parts of it I liked, um, and parts of it I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay, so like, I'm trying to sit here and think, what mo- of the movies I've been watching? Like, what would I not watch before rewatching this? And I'm uh, besides I mean, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Uh, I would watch this again before <laughs> okay. watching okay. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. But right. we can get into that. How about yeah. you guys? Do you have any fresh shit? I want to hear what Eric's been doing besides I, reading. You know, fucking yeah, smart reading. Guy. <laughs> um. No, uh, a bunch of shows are back, apparently, um, all at once. Uh, Black Monday Season 2, which I I, 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 I heartily recommend because it's funny. Um, I don't know from Black Monday Season 1. What is oh, Black Monday? Oh, oh, that Black Monday is a comedy. It's sort of a, it, it was a, a, a comical look at the financial crisis of 1987. Don, and Don Cheadle. what really happened, though it didn't really happen. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Paul Shear. Uh, Paul Shear. Yeah. Horatio um, Sands. Okay. In, in the first season, they, they, they tried to uh, take over a jeans company, and they ended up crashing the financial system in 1987, <laughs> a thing that really happened. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's just funny, because it's all really cruel. Um, and yeah, the second season started and it's still funny. If you haven't watched the first season, a review of the second season isn't going to do you any good. It's just a funny ass show. It's on Um, Showtime, right? Showtime? Yes. Okay. Oh, and they open it with, uh, like the original Showtime title card from 1987. (laughs) Oh, nice. You kind of have to. You kind of have to, right? And they, they, two of the, the main antagonists are the Lehman Brothers, who didn't really exist. But in this, they do. <laughs> well, I mean, why Bob not? Lehman and his brother, yeah. Carl, or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, and they, they uh, let's see if they actually list their names. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they um, doesn't look like it. Larry and Lenny Lehman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that doesn't sound made who, up at all. Yeah, who may or may not be gay. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. You have to see it. It's funny. Um, oh, and but Homeland. Finally watching the final season of Homeland since we have Showtime, and yeah, that's that's something that like I don't know. It, it has its ups and downs. It's it's just a very brutal show. I, I don't know. I I seem to like the things where I I cringe a lot. How long has Homeland be been on? This, it's been on for. Ever. I think it's a seventh season now. Yeah, and then that's like there's a like a sleeper agent or something, and they have, and I don't know. I don't really know anything just, about it. 
the yeah the first two seasons were um a guy who was captured by terrorists during the uh iraq war comes back as a sleeper agent to kill the president and uh okay ends up becoming a congressman uh ends up going to iran and getting hung and so then they're like okay well damian lewis isn't on the show anymore how do we keep doing this and so yeah they just keep coming up with new wacky scenarios for okay you know claire danes and claire danes is a a cia agent with bipolar disorder and so she doesn't get her meds which seems to happen every season she ends up doing the puffy cry phase and no, no, no. And she's really good at being bonkers. Uh, okay. And I, Mandy Patinkin. I wish the show was called My So-Called National Security. Oh, that'd be good. But <laughs> Shut up. That would be good. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Much ado about terrorism. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Mandy Patinkin is her long-suffering boss who is, like, now in this thing, he's the national security advisor. He Everybody has moved up in the world as this thing goes. But, um, yeah, he, 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 he's, he kind of uses her and her craziness to help him get shit done. Uh, in that way, I don't know that I buy it. I mean, generally, bipolar crazy people aren't useful. So, uh, yeah, that's been my but, experience. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that's what I'm watching. It's, it's, it's TV time here. All kinds of showtime. I found, TV I also time, heard a rumor. TV time. Netflix <laughs> may or may not uh, buy Viacom, uh, CBS Viacom, because they're, 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 you know, doing shit hilly and they have a lot of debt. And they may, you know, so, so they'll, they'll get all of their properties and all of their, like the Mission Impossibles and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all the, the intellectual property they own, but also Star Trek, which CBS has just been fucking up. Does that mean Um, that the CBS mm -hmm. streaming service will disappear? If they buy so. them, if they buy them, yeah, it'll it'll probably be subsumed into Netflix's content. Okay. Um, and then they'll also get their distribution network. Uh, but what what I like is that apparently before they were trying to make Star Trek stuff at CBS, Netflix had a deal with them to make Star Trek stuff, and Alex Kurtzman was the guy running it, and Netflix was like, this Alex Kurtzman guy is fucking things up, and so they, they backed out of it. So if they do buy CBS and they do take Star Trek, very unlikely they'll continue with this nonsense with Discovery and um, you know, oh, the I garbage hope they he's been making. I know that part, Picard is supposed to have a season two, but man, don't. Like, yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Don't do that. It was bad and it ended badly. Yeah. Uh. Well, I hope uh, you, I hope you get plenty of other Star Trek. If this happens, wouldn't that me be lovely? too? Yeah, yeah, and well yeah. done, Star Trek. Maybe hire the uh, the 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 Black Mirror guy to write Star Trek. He seems to understand writing. Yeah, they they had an interview with him recently, and they're like, "Hey, Charlie Brooker, where are we going to get more Black Mirror?" And he's like, 
dude, the world does not need any Black Mirror right yeah. now. It's yeah. already like, too dark. Nobody needs yeah. to see that. Nobody wants a technological dystopia right now. Well, I'm, like, not, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Yeah, well, that's like the meme that circulated a while back. This is, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm really not digging this new episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Related to the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. The pandemic and the reality host uh, um, president. Uh, yeah. There's just too much weird. Too much. Too you much. are correct. Okay. So, so sh- Chris, uh, what do you got? Uh, I, not a lot, because uh, fuck it. But uh, I will tell you this, that I'm probably one of the few people left on Earth that hasn't cut their cable yet. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because I like the chaos. Commercials? I, no, I don't really watch commercials, but I like the chaos <laughs> theory involved where I could just scan through and just find something totally random that I otherwise would not have found had I just gone through a list of stuff on Netflix or whatever. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the randomness of it, and I just can't give that up yet because that's just, as ever since I was a kid, that's how I have absorbed uh, probably about 60% of my uh, entertainment. And so... It makes and it shows. Yeah, and it makes for some interesting uh, <laughs> trivia. Uh, so I randomly stumbled across, uh, and I could not believe I'd never heard of it before, a movie from 1968 uh, starring Peter Lawford and Sammy Davis Jr. called Salt and Pepper. Oh, I like the and way you walk. Sammy Davis Jr. The way you talk. Peter Lawford. As salt and pepper. It is directed by. Oh, we're off to a good start there. And it is directed (laughs) by Richard fucking Donner. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is this? Uh, So let me set the stage for it. So it's 1968. Peter Lawford plays a guy named. uh, What's his name? Chris Pepper. And Sammy Davis wait, Jr. Wait. plays Charlie Salt. Sammy Davis Jr. is not Pepper. He is Correct. the salt. And that's one of oh, the yeah, jokes. Yeah, that's right. That's, he's, it, he's, it's their way of saying, yeah. you're the racist. Yeah. He's right. salt. We're, I'm we're the inverting <laughs> yeah. your expectations already. Yeah. And so they're, okay, uh, they're, they're uh, nightclub owners in Swing and Soho, London, 1968. Uh, and then through a series of shenanigans, they wind up getting involved in uh, stopping a coup of the British government by a shadow government that wants to launch like Polaris missiles onto the, the Hebrides in Northern Scotland, uh, to force the resignation of the PM. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Salt and pepper. I saw this movie once where two guys were. So wait, wait, the, the coup of the British government is to launch missiles at Scotland to get the PM to resign. Yeah. Or they're going to launch another one in a, a larger population center, etc. So first of all, I'm thinking your Dang. whole, your whole idea is to create a, a coup so you can take over the UK, but you're going to do it by nuking parts of the UK. I'm like, <laughs> right there, I see a flaw in your plan. Uh, I'm just saying. I saw a movie once where two guys were in a cellar like this. Now see if my karate lessons pay off. And, and wait a minute, and, and it falls to nightclub owners to, <laughs> yes. to stop this? Two nightclub owners uh, who are also being pursued by the local police in Soho who keep trying to bust them for licentiousness and such. Uh, okay, but do they have an otherwise inanimate object that talks? Uh, if you if you don't include Peter Lawford, then no. Salt and pepper. Check it. And in the turned on clubs of Soho, I 
saw a movie once. Yeah, where... but they do have a nice uh, music interlude about three or four minutes where Sammy gets to sing a song, uh, and I'll I'll, sure. I'll drop the clip for you. Uh, but it's it's a really uh, cliche version of what old dudes in the '60s think the swinging '60s music is. Uh, it's Sammy singing a song called "I Like the Way You Dance." And it's phenomenal. It's so phenomenal. It literally is like something they could just plock right into Austin Powers and nobody would even think twice. It's it's, it's just that the way you grew. When you stand still, my world gets hazy. When you start to move, you're driving me crazy. Uh, is it better than him saying, Oi, Levon, in Ocean's Eleven? Uh, it's... Because that to me quality, is the bar. Yeah, quality wise, it's not as good, but entertainment wise, it is so much better. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> the magnificent, uh, the huge podcast going after that Sammy Davis <laughs> Junior demographic. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's two sixths or whatever, one fourth of the the Rat Pack uh, doing their thing. Going after that Rat Pack demographic. Yeah. Salt and pepper are into big stuff. I was a fag for two years when I was here. Uh, so it's just, you know, shenanigans. <laughs> and then the, the two local Soho cops are bumbling idiots and bug their offices. And then they misdirection. And then they, like, all kinds of Keystone copy things. It's very much a British movie because it was made in England, uh, etc. But I was just intrigued. By like, somebody who hates Scotsman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's just like a real sliver of, of the story. Uh, but most of it is just if Sammy. It was serious, they would have made it Ireland and yeah. the Troubles. But yeah. since since you know the Scottish pretty much own Britain, I, yeah. I think it's it's just altogether too safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the bulk of the movie is just them making really off color jokes that no way anybody would even dream of trying these days because <laughs> it was 1968, and so it's like a lot of jokes about Sammy being black and Lawford <laughs> being posh and. You know, it's just dumb, so dumb, and the f- and none of it's believable by any stretch. It's basically, it's it's just it struck me as like Ocean's Eleven, where they just had some time to kill. And they're like, hey, let's just make a movie, fuck it, and so they did. Salt and pepper <laughs> together, unshakable. You remember that movie you were telling me about? Yeah. Well, do me a favor, don't tell me the ending. So it's like the the Rat Pack version of I Am a Knife with Legs. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably the, the perfect way to describe it. Uh, but yeah, but what intrigued me was I, I saw the title card and went, okay, Salt and Pepper, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford, and it's directed by Richard Donner. But if you dig a little further, the guy that wrote the screenplay, uh, his name is Michael Pertwee, and he's the brother of John Pertwee, the third Doctor. Doctor Who. Yeah, so yeah. like, there's so much going on here. What in the hell? Uh, so yeah, it was fun. But it led me down even further to a rabbit hole because then I discovered that there's a fucking <laughs> sequel. There's a goddamn sequel uh, out there from 1970 uh, called One More Time. It called- oh, yeah. I was like hoping it would be called Oregano or something. No, no. no? But it's called <laughs> okay. One More Time. Uh, and here's the kicker. That one fucking directed by Jerry goddamn Lewis. It's the only movie he ever directed that he did not also star in. And I'm like, where the fuck has this movie been my entire life? And I can't find that one anywhere. It's so irritating. I'm so irritated. No, so that's my new unicorn, is One More Time, the sequel to Salt and Pepper. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Silence! 
Oh, reach out to us. Magnificently huge <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com. Hook Chris up because he's got to see. I have to see one it, more yeah. time. Yeah. I got to complete the Apparently. set. Man. I got to complete the set. But the trailer for one more time is awesome because it's basically them going, uh, if you like Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford and Salt and Pepper, then here's your chance to see them again. One more time. Again. Oh. Hi there. My name is Sammy Davis Jr. From a Peter Lawford again. Yes, I know all that. Well, but they're still watching. Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford. Never before were they together again for the second time. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you. He's and still black. Yeah. He's still white. And then it's yeah. still the 60s. Madcap hijinks yeah. ensue. Salt and pepper, that's the name. And then, yeah, then there's a lot of like uh, mugging for the camera by Sammy and whatnot. I'm like, oh, you can totally tell Jerry Lewis directed this fucking thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's it's fun. So that was my uh, main discovery this week. And I'm so pleased that I found it because I never would have had I just been set to my own devices. So thank you, Cable. Uh, so. This yeah. this is why everyone else has cut the cable. Yeah, but not because me. this is what's on cable, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's no worse than Netflix. Because really, most people surf it. the channels, see shit, and then yeah. don't watch it. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, but oh. yeah, if you like jokes about uh, the blacks, the gays, women, uh, then Salt and Pepper is definitely for you. <laughs> if you want to see a gentler time where we were mean to people, come see <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but all I can Remember say is... Remember when racism and sexism were just funny? Yeah. Well, come to the 60s. Yeah. Salt and Pepper, Richard Donner, before he uh, was uh, a big thing. Uh, good times. So, yeah. So this and has it's... been the Frozen shit, everybody. <laughs> I, got, yeah, the oh, frozen I have one shit. more. I forgot to... I've, one more I forgot to mention. A podcast <laughs> by... Uh, 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 I think it's Turner Classic Movies. Uh, yeah. But they have... Uh, the Plot Thickens. And the whole season right now is talking to Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, about I've seen some of that stuff he got done, and <laughs> it's really neat. Yeah, it's, it's mostly conversations with him, but they also bring in people he worked with, and it's just a good docu series. Yeah, they've been uh, and uh, they've been showing a lot of his movies over the last uh, like week to ten days. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've got a couple on the DVR at the ready. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of his films, but I I like hearing about his life. I think it's funny that 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 his his mentor was Orson Welles. I mean, like they actually knew each other. Yeah. And stuff. Um, yeah. So so that that that's that that one I wanted to throw in there. Listen to it; it's really good. Okay. So once again, Eric goes fucking highbrow. Thanks a lot, Eric. No, no, it's a podcast. <laughs> I thought you were the highbrow, Chris. Yeah. What, what's happening? Uh, okay, I'll take Chris it. Chris is either the it. really highbrow or he's like, you know, Matt Helm. Yeah, he's hipster anyway. brow. There's, there's a difference. Yeah, would you he's believe hipster that? brow? And he spells brow B R A U with the two dots over it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So today we're talking about the 1991, well, I guess it's considered a cult classic now. It is. Uh, is it? Called Harley Davidson and the Marble. It is, weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let me just uh, preface it with this. This is the actual disclaimer that they shoot on the screen before the movie starts, uh, which I'd forgotten about. 
but it's called Harley Davidson the Marlboro Man, two very popular brands, mind you. Uh, it says the film title is not intended to identify or promote a product or trade name of existing companies. No company has approved, sponsored, or endorsed the title or content of this film. And then they give you the movie. First mistake. <laughs> they named characters Harley <laughs> Davidson, Marlboro Man, Virginia Slims, Jose, Jack Daniels. Jose Cuervo. Where, how could they not have gotten money for product placement yeah. to offset the fact that this movie it's, it's pretty spectacular. I think be- <laughs> So yeah, yeah there's well there's, this is before they 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 were doing a whole lot of that but also they wanted the you know the creative freedom to to not have Marlboro or you know all of them tell them what yeah. their character should yeah. do but maybe it would have been better well, yeah. if they had <laughs> right yeah. well it always raises a very uh interesting set of questions for me uh as to how they could even release the movie without any consent from the the companies Probably with a disclaimer uh, card on the front they, of it, but yeah. I guess. Sort of like what we do with this show. It's like, ah, oh, we don't really mean it. We're not making it. Blah, blah, blah. I think they probably got uh, permission. They just, yeah. you know, they, 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 that, that card was basically a way of saying this is not a commercial for Jack yeah. Daniels or Marlboro cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's good. But to set the stage, because I'm sure there are a few people out there that don't have any clue uh, what the movie is. Uh, it stars Don Johnson as the Marlboro Man, Mickey Rourke as Harley Davidson. Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, Harley Davidson, and the Marlboro Man. Uh, two, His best buddy. Yeah, like one's a biker, one's a cowboy slash biker, uh, and they had like lifelong friends. They're kind of uh, outlaws of sorts, and they basically uh, are in a Los Angeles set. In the future of 1996. Yes. Uh, so that means that they can do shit like show gas at like three ninety nine a gallon, which, oh my God, when is that ever going to happen? Never, right? <laughs> uh, they show like billboards for Die Hard 5. Winky, winky. When is that ever going to happen, right? Die Hardest. <laughs> Die yeah, Hardest. So, like so, it's, yeah. so yeah, and uh, they basically want to save their bar in Burbank from getting subsumed by the new Burbank International Airport, which is being run by a, a bank conglomerate. Uh, because <laughs> what if international <laughs> yeah. flights went in and out of Burbank? Yeah. Well, well, uh, and then they find out that, uh, that the banker, the evil banker is actually running this drug called crystal dream, uh, which kills like yeah. all the people that use it. And they, then they knock over an armored car <laughs> to steal money to save their bar. Yeah. And end up stealing drugs, drugs from whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, uh, while they're figuring that out to get their couple million from the bank for the drugs, like this uh, armed posse of super soldiers in Kevlar trench coats and automatic rifles start chasing walk them, like at a normal <laughs> pace <laughs> yeah. after you. Yeah, they walk. Yeah. Uh, so they start video game enemies, basically. Well, yeah, that's the funny part. It's right. uh. Uh, they sh- they show up in that movie or the the video game uh, Syndicate I think like two or three years yeah. later uh, for some reason <laughs> which is weird uh, but anyway through the shenanigans uh, Harley and Marlboro Man are being pursued they finally uh, evade their captors kill all the baddies uh, and then uh, apparently don't save the bar <laughs> just like the last shot is just uh, Harley getting ready to hit the open road again while Marlboro Man is getting ready to get back into professional bull riding. And they don't, they don't ever save the bar or anything. It's like, what in the hell? Well, 
it, but yeah. also like at the end of uh, you know act two uh everybody is killed except for harley davidson and the marlboro man yeah so. yeah so it's yeah you like know. they they could save the physical structure sure but it's kind of it's kind of over when the the old man who owns yeah. it is you know yeah very dead well, basically, it's so just... It's this just, is like a direct-to-video movie from the early 90s that somehow got a theatrical release. It was not direct-to-video. Right? It, was, it was intended to be a major release. They had like a $23 million budget. It has all the hallmarks of a Wingshauser film. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no. In promoting the film, Don Johnson said, if you don't have a brain cell in your head, this is the movie for you. Yeah. Right. The whole thing was sort of beset with problems from the get-go. Uh, first of which was the fucking script. Let's be real. You think? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But God help me, I I still like this movie. I'm still entertained by it. Like I remember when it came out in the theater, I went and saw it. I was probably one of like the five people that actually went and saw yeah, it. Yeah, the we were we both went to see it. We yeah. were both raving about it. I loved it. it. Yeah. Because that's the same year you had that the like poster in your apartment for well, like yeah. a year. You can't work at a video store and not get a cool poster every now and then. Come on. Or uh, a poster for the Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man if their cool ones aren't available like uh, I think, Hey man, I'd <laughs> rather be <laughs> movie. Honestly, I think of this movie as Grindhouse before Grindhouse became hip. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it, 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 it was not made tongue-in-cheek Grindhouse the way they do it now, where it's like, look at what we're making. This is yeah. awful, isn't it? But yeah. no, this was, this was just an actioner yeah. with a dumb premise, an original premise, mind you, not a sequel. And it, yeah. it didn't give a fuck. It, it kind of knew it was stupid. Yeah. Well, that's the fun of it, I think, because I went back and looked at the other quote-unquote action movies from 91, just as sort of a, a compare and contrast. And so that's the year that T2 uh, was boffo. Uh, that's the year that Point Break came out and was huge, Last Boy Scout, uh, and that kind of mm -hmm. shit. And so there's a lot of really self-serious traditional action movies. And I think where this one stands out in the long run is it doesn't really take what it's doing seriously, and it knows mm -hmm. it's winky winky, and, and it just is having fun. Whereas the rest are just so like I still I don't like Point Break. I just I hate that movie. Uh, I hated Thank it you. when I saw I it in the either. theater. And like I remember in Point Break in the theater, you get to the scene where they're in the airplane and they all bail out, and then Keanu's got to jump out without the parachute. Like I remember busting out laughing when that happened in the theater, because I just hated it so much and I couldn't contain myself anymore. <laughs> Whereas with Harley Davidson, the Marvel man, I actually enjoyed the experience and I just had fun from start to start to end. There is something to be said for knowing how, how dumb your movie is. Right? Yeah. Like, these guys clearly, uh, it, it shocked me to find out that Shane Black and Joel Silver weren't involved. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause there's so much helicopter mayhem. It's like, it's like right? this yeah. has got to be Joel Silver. Nope, not even close. Uh, I think but there's sir, a bunch of jumping out of tall buildings yeah. and yeah. Yeah, helicopters. I, and, I think yeah. also structurally, it is definitely a Western. And oh, yeah. uh, that's, you know, uh, uh, when you know Simon Winsor is the director, a bunch of things make sense, like the sort of Australian new wave weird of yeah. this film. There's a lot of things in here that are just, yeah, in any other movie, they're stupid, but somehow just knowing that it's yeah. Australian makes you go, oh. Well, also just from the get-go, like the opening scene is Mickey Rourke uh, finishing up with some gorgeous naked lady on the bed who's just naked for the sake of being naked uh, so they could get the R rating, I guess. And, uh, and then you drive into the opening bars 
Oh, what a no, dead the, or alive! The opening by bon sequence Jovi. of Dead or Alive I mean, like makes thing, no. perfect sense yeah. now. That's that song actually feels motivated as he's driving from Texas to California on a motorbike. So it, it makes perfect sense, uh, but it knows what it's doing because it it literally sets the stage and says, "Hey, this is not right now, ninety one. No, this is ninety six. And so they give themselves a lot of leeway to just do whatever the fuck they want because all the rules are out the door now. Because, no, it's the future, man. Which is so funny when they, they do stuff like that in movies because it's like, do they not anticipate that at some point that year is going to hit and then beyond that, everybody's going to go, what'd they get right? What'd they get wrong? Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, but, you know. but well, amazingly, they got a few things right. Yeah. But you know that they just wanted basically this world only with a couple of additions like, you know, Kevlar duster jackets. Yeah. You know? It's just, yeah, a lot of weirdness. But I have to say but, that... Uh, close enough to this world that we can shoot a yeah. Japanese motorcycle because, you know, screw the Japanese, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah. just... This it's is all... a big, dumb meathead movie. Let's yeah. go rob a armored yeah. car to save our favorite well, bar. Well, it's, it's all just a bunch of <laughs> bromance posturing. I mean, that's all it is. But it's oh, refreshing yeah. because it's, that, it's part of that, the end of that weird late 80s early 90s action era where the movies that they made in this genre were just dumb i mean there was no other way to describe it there's not a smart one among them uh but the ones that had enough sense to step away and go yeah it's dumb but let's just make it fun for fuck's sake (laughs) that's this movie to me uh so it's interesting but so here's the thing about those movies and maybe this is just a thing about movie posters but why do all of the action movies from this period use the same font on the poster? Like che- cheaper. This, this is like the Hunt for Red October font, which is the Red Dawn font, which is the you know the hard, I anyway. Yeah. I, the, hmm. Is that? That's uh, just they, too, maybe okay. it's because by the that's dumb. Maybe by the time they released it, they didn't have enough marketing budget to really <laughs> do anything. So yeah, maybe it's, it's like, just yeah, they're going to make them all look the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's uh, so it's good. But uh, but I like the They're performance. They're all the same. Only the names have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Every day it seemed they wasted. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think I like it mostly because yeah, it's dumb. But the two leads, Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson, uh, are just so likable in it. There's, I mean, they have chemistry. Presumably, yeah. they didn't really get along off camera, but I've I've never seen. Pros. Mickey Rourke, and I've seen a lot of Mickey Rourke films, but I have not seen many times that Mickey Rourke has so committed to, you know, what he was doing. And he's, he's doing it in this, this, this sort of pile of shit. And I'm watching it going, wow, he's, Mickey yeah. Rourke is, you well, know, is, is not pissed off and ignoring his job. No, <laughs> and that's what's funny is because he's been on record. He says that he took it for the money. And yeah. he hated the experience, and then that's the it's like the last movie he made, or one of the last before he went to be a professional boxer and fucked up his face for life. Uh, so this is one of the few movies out there now where he looks like Mickey Rourke, which is also yeah. weird. Uh, so it's good to see. But uh, but yeah, he looks like he's having fun, even though apparently he's not. So acting. he's doing comedy for yeah. Christ's sake. Mickey Rourke yeah. is being funny. That's yeah. even that's weird. 
<laughs> so, uh, that's he also good. has and then, the ugliest sunglasses imaginable. You know the deal yeah. with it meme, like with the dog with the sunglasses. Is it's yeah. kind of those sunglasses, but well, for it, real on well, a it, human. It distracts you yeah. from his uh, his weird biker jacket with the Stevie Ray Vaughan rest in peace memorial patch or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like what in the hell? You're like every okay. cliche. If you're gonna name a character Harley Davidson. Could he look less like a biker like than Mickey Rourke? <laughs> Mickey Rourke doesn't look at all. There's a guy who does look like a biker in this movie, but it ain't Mickey yeah, Rourke. It ain't Mickey Rourke, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. And then Don Johnson, who's off of his run on Miami Vice trying to kickstart a movie career, and he's already had some flops, and this one certainly didn't help. Uh, but he is very fun in it. He's very affable. And I like every time he just starts, it's like my old man used to tell him before he left this shitty world, Harley. And then truism, truism, truism. <laughs> it's like, what in the <laughs> fuck are you doing? As he's taping up his boots with duct tape. Every time he does, I'm like, oh, that's going to come back later. I guarantee it. <laughs> right? And it does. Yeah. And then when it you get the story. off, as they say. Well, does it though? Because by the time you get no. the actual boot story, you're like, that is the most anticlimactic tease I have ever seen in a movie. Fuck you. The, 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 the dilapidated boots kill the big bad. What's wrong with that? that that's a yeah, payoff, But right? when you find out why he's got... It's just like, come on. Come on, man. Uh, and then you start looking at it from the angle of how much of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid did they fucking rip off? Like, most of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. So now it's obvious that they're just being winky-winky. It's you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's well, the who are these guys chasing them the the jump off of the the cliff into the water kind of thing. You know. There's there's an an important note on this film though is that it was written by a guy named Don Michael Paul. Uh, I think <laughs> no. that's now Mr. Yeah. Paul was uh, an expi- an expiring <laughs> an aspiring you know, movie actor and wrote this as sort of you know I could be in this this would be my ticket right yeah and because he he was in like I don't know the movies that nobody nobody, nobody knows who this fucker yeah. is right yeah but uh, and he copied the template for action movies so well somebody actually said yeah we should make this and yeah. so i think he's probably now more known for having written this 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 awesome pile of shit than <laughs> anything yeah. else well that's the thing is i watch it now i haven't seen this in like 20 years uh from start to finish and mm-hmm. it's every time i see it i'm struck by the fact that man this would have made an awesome fucking tv series you know what I mean? Like the, the continuing adventures of Harley <laughs> Davis and Marlboro Man and every week they get into a new scrape. I mean, that would have been fucking awesome. Like Route 66 or yeah. uh, the Hulk where it's just like they're roaming the landscape. <laughs> yeah, basically. Especially since this is, yeah, yeah, especially since it, it came out in the 90s and so like syndicated shows like that were a dime a dozen. I think that would have been great in like syndicated cable. It could be like Renegade or one of those. Uh <laughs> I oh, think that, that would have been, been awesome. awesome. Yeah. And then they could have explored it because so much shit gets dropped. It's like all of the sidebar characters, like you said, get killed, except for Vanessa Williams, who's the bar singer, who may or may not have had something going on with Harley at some point, but they don't ever explore that uh, before Harley gets into the fight with her husband, which is the giant six foot ten whatever dude. And then they finally just decide to bros before hose it and make up. And then they drop, like, nothing ever comes of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then you got Don Johnson, who, uh, like, flips off the motorcycle cop 
to blow off steam and then you find out that they're actually uh like involved but she's got a a husband or something or is about to get married so they have one last night yeah so that's and, and then and her and name then you is never virginia hear, slims gotta virginia remember to, Slim. to do those product placements just like <laughs> yeah. how the 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 deaf mute uh buddy from the bar is jose cuervo yeah although uh do you notice that marlboro is the only one of them all where you get his real name get a real name <laughs> yeah. uh, or that he he says from the beginning that he quit smoking i yeah i thought that was well and that's well, what's that, funny yeah no, no, I just thought that was, you know, in a way, good, you know, to say, you know, so that it's not like, we're going to be smoking yeah, this entire movie. Yeah, but he's always got that, the cigarette dangling out of his mouth, though. It's like he wants to. And what's funny is that, like, his thing is he doesn't smoke, and then Harley, Mickey Rourke's character, talks about how he no longer does drink or drugs, so he's always drinking, like, soda pop and whatever, and they don't waver until the end when the shit starts to fall, and then suddenly... Marlboro Man is actually smoking his cigarette again. So he falls off the wagon, but Harley's right. cool, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, but yeah, they start talking about they don't do any of this stuff. I'm thinking they don't drink, they don't smoke. What, what do, do they, they do? But yeah, as, as like character traits go for a, a just a, a slapdash action script i think that's it's pretty fun um it, it, but it, it, it's also kind of meta because it's <laughs> with with all action films everyone sort of has their their trait you know their their stupid character trait in place of actual development and yeah. here they write out and tell you yeah we just are the trait <laughs> yeah basically yeah we're the walking embodiment of the billboard right. oh billboards that's the other thing i would bring up why are they always sitting on fucking billboards and having their little chats. Yeah. There's like two or three instances where they're like just sitting on the, the, uh, like the shelf edge of a big giant billboard. I mean, is that just to stress the fact that they're just walking advertisements? I mean, it's like you say, it's very oh. meta. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know probably I mean? it. Because I was uh, actually just, as you asked the question, I was like, you know, it's some statement on how you, you, you can't, you know. Yeah. Even have, have a place to rest in the yeah. future. It's like if you're on the outside. They don't even give you chairs. Well, but like the, from I think the get-go, you're right. They are yeah. ads. <laughs> yeah, because from the first time I saw it in the theater, I'm like, that always bugged me. I'm like, why the fuck are they always sitting on billboards when they're having their heart-to-hearts? I mean, it's just like, it's like that's just weird, man. Uh, it's obviously a conscious choice. And then I watched it this week, and I went, holy fuck, because in their minds, they're larger than life because they are these brands, the names they've taken. Like, so basically, yeah, they're just walking advertisements so, for machismo. So, I was like, holy fuck. Here, here's a game we can play. Um, pick a brand that wasn't in the movie and describe the character that would represent that brand. Like, I'm going to say, you could have had the pedophile Joe Camel in this movie, right? Oh, <laughs> Oh. oh, I wonder if this was the, 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 you know, where the inspiration came from for I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. I, yeah, really? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's like they missed their entire opportunity to have some sort of uh, chase or shootout in a mall, but they would have to call it the Paul Mall. Something like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it there seems like they, they missed so many opportunities to really punch it up. Uh, but I think it's because as they were making it, the two stars were just insufferable by what I read. And so I think it's a miracle that they even pushed it out, honestly. And they have chemistry. That's the thing. You, I know. You, I, I know. I almost don't believe it because it works. 
I, I, yeah. I kept thinking, God, Simon uh, Windsor must be the best actor director ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but I, I mean, if he can direct a whale in Free Willy, come on, man, he can do anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, now I'm thinking about how they go after the local child molester, Jiffy Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. Well, the th- the funny thing watching it too is when an actor would show up, and then I would like go, "Holy shit, it's X!" And so, you know, you got uh, Tia Carrera in an early walk-on type mm. role. Uh, I can't, I, I can't remember Gus her name. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. Uh, is in it. Uh, let's see, the, the fat Baldwin, Daniel Baldwin. Uh, the, 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 the druggy Baldwin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, who else? Uh, oh, oh Ro- while I was watching this in bed. While I was watching this in bed, by the way, I had my headphones off for the scene of, you know, tell me where the money is. And, you know, you, I don't know, you die fast, you know, that, that kind of horseshit. Yeah. And my wife, my wife just says to me, I don't know what you're watching, but it's awful. <laughs> she, she heard like like 30 seconds of it and she she totally sussed it out yeah yeah it's definitely a, an acquired taste that is for certain uh but yeah and then but yeah tom sizemore shows up as you know he's a thin man uh before he lost his mind uh so that was on the rise like him on the ascendance uh, before he acquired and, his size <laughs> and then the last one that got me was uh the helicopter pilot because uh, they get into the the bank helicopter to go do the whatever, and the the they like give him the guy coordinates, and then he he just like says this random uh, quote about yeah that reminds me of the time my buddy and I had the coordinates there in Quezon, and it's like where the fuck did that come from? It's like it's just like so random, left of center, doesn't make any sense. And then he turns around, I'm like holy shit, that's Robert Ginty. He's like in yeah. every fucking seventies thing. Uh, it's like they're just going for broken this thing. And then Ted Wass was the guy in the, the convenience store at the beginning that Mickey Rourke beats up with the knife. <laughs> Who's like the dad on Blossom. I mean, it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Because he's like, I'm going to cut you long. I'm going to cut you hard. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> that was the dad from Blossom? Yeah, it's Ted it Wass. It was. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah, you know, yeah, genius, a lot of good stuff. Uh, <laughs> but the, but the thing, did this bother you though, when you're watching it, like whenever something would happen, you're like, holy shit, did the Wachowskis just rip everything off of Marlboro Man for right? the Matrix? Right? That, that whole thing with the, the helicopter and <laughs> the, the it, yeah. shooting the building. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally shot for shot. The. <laughs> the Morpheus rescue from the Matrix. Oh I was like, God. what in the fuck is going on? My head almost exploded. And then I thought, am I in the Matrix right now? Is that what's going on? There was on? a cat. And then there was a cat again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of good stuff. And then uh, just for the record, uh, I did stay through the final credits. The craft services are by Mr. G's Catering. Just so you know. <laughs> so if that ever comes up in trivia, uh, you've yeah. got that in your back pocket. I I feel like <laughs> I welcome. feel like we have what? we have sort of <laughs> I feel like we have sort of dominated this conversation. Brian, tell us why you loved Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man so much. <laughs> yes, and be as flowery as possible. Yes. Nope. Don't I got hold nothing. back. Nope. <laughs> Did so you watch I got it? Nothing. Did you actually watch it? 
Of course I didn't watch it. I've been faking it through this whole podcast. <laughs> I watched I knew the Eclipse trailer for like a half hour it. of it, and I read the Wikipedia page. I'm not watching this piece of yeah. shit. He's wait. He's gonna. He's I gonna almost go out. got away with it too, but weren't for you meddling kids and your stupid dog. <laughs> well, you know, Brian, it's better to be alive and cool than dead and uncool. That's uh, all I'm great. <laughs> Uh, I think I was that, doing so good at faking my way through this. Well, that's like what was the one Eric didn't watch that we we had the combo about? I can't even remember now. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. Oh, Rise yeah. Of what Skywalker. was that? Rise of I Skywalker. actually said like in the intro, hint, hint. I never watched this shit, yeah. and they never I, it was one of the on Mad it. Maxes yeah. that you did that to us on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I totally pulled in Eric. I had no interest in watching this movie. I still don't. <laughs> I watched enough clips to get the flavor of it. I read the the well, details. Let's just let's just tell you this, Brian. Uh, so the bad guys chasing them have these Kevlar suit things, like dusters. So yeah, they're basically bulletproof, they, but they're but they're not yeah. wearing helmets. So basically, it takes them right. until the end of the movie shots. to figure out how to do the headshot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but Harley can't aim. Yeah, like because he doesn't know how to squeeze the trigger and love it. Yeah, right. So and his and his heart. They, they say it's uh, about a rocket launcher or something. Yeah, I I saw well, enough clips to get well, a sense of this thing. Well, early in the movie, when uh, when the Marlboro Man shoots his motorbike to death. Uh, to show Harley how to how to shoot, he basically tells him point blank. He says, uh, "You don't pull the trigger, Harley. You squeeze it. Mm-hmm. You don't pull it. It's not yeah, your dick. It's not, not your dick. dick. Yeah, he because he misses the motorcycle because <laughs> yeah. he yanks it like he's yanking his dick. It's unfortunate that yeah. this kind of ended the movie careers of uh, Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson because they actually yeah. make this garbage work. You know, if yeah, anything, they're the else, only reason you cannot." You cannot blame them for this film. No, no. Because they are literally the only reason that this thing is even half the fun it is. Uh, yeah. Like, or like had if a you, release like if this were, or anything. Yeah. Like if this were, oh, I don't know, like, uh, let's say Stallone and Bruce. Well, let's just fuck it. Let's do Tango and Cash uh, Redux. Let's do Kurt yeah. Russell and Stallone yeah. as Har- Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. That would fucking suck. That would just yeah. suck. Somehow, I mean, Tango and Cash is effectively the same movie, except they're cops. Yeah. And, you know, not, not, you know, I don't know, stereotypes. Yeah, there's less uh, fag fag humor in Harley Davidson than more Burman. That's, maybe that's it. It's it's got a better heart. There's not as much gay panic. Yeah. But still, if this were, you know, like, well, no, it was. Tango and Cash there is nothing to like about it. It it, it actually makes me feel dirty whenever <laughs> dirty. I would catch it on, exactly. on cable. Yeah. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. Well, I like that this is, it's mostly just a pastiche. Like you say, it's a modern Western. So it's a lot of Butch and Sundance, but then they also just pick and choose from all of the big action movies that were around the same time. And so there's a little bit of Robocop in there. Cause you got the billboards and shit. Uh, you know, etc. But then you get the end where the Tom Sizemore's baddie gets killed and he falls off the building. And it's like at that time, every bad guy from Die Hard to RoboCop to right. whatever had to fall, had to fall to his death from the building. And I'm like, so yeah, even this, that is this movie seemed very much like what if Die Hard but in the daytime? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like- <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I it's like, I wonder if you know, it's because I wonder if that's an '80s thing though. The because okay. In the 80s, the Republican consumerist uh, uh, um, 
greed money thing meant that if you were thrown out of the building, you were, you know, you were dead. Not like, it's a metaphor, basically, for being cut out of the financial system, you know? You rose too high and you (laughs) fell so far. There's a lot of levels in this thing, man. A lot of levels. (laughs) Well, I like too, because like like they they shot in LA and also Arizona, because part of it's done at that, the old military airplane graveyard on I-10. Right. Between uh, Tucson and Phoenix. And so that always bothers me because if you know that's there, like they leave LA from the heist and then suddenly they're in Arizona again. I'm like, how, where the fuck <laughs> did they just drive nine hours? I mean, what the hell's going on? But so it's the like, future. yeah. So it's like, I mean, in magic. the future, maybe they store a lot of planes in, yeah. uh, uh, not Burbank, but you know, maybe studio yeah. city. You can't ask, a, you can't ask a Harley guy to just sit in LA traffic all the time. The yeah, man needs true. to get out on the open road and be <laughs> free. <road>. Man. <laughs> well, it's just funny to me that they're, like they do their hideout when they steal the drugs and then the bad guys can't find them once the tracer's off and then they put it back into the graveyard for the finale shootout. I'm like, so basically they just go yes. back to the first place and nobody could figure that shit out. <laughs> this is like what, a quarter or a silver dollar? That's it's like the a, a dollar. Like you stole all this money yeah. and we're, we're, I mean, we're going to assume you're going to keep the coin. Yeah. Well, because it was part of a bet. It was part of a bet. Yeah. So is, is an inane? Yes. Uh, is it dumb? Oh, certainly. But it is also tremendous fun. And it's, I think it may actually have shot up to the top of my favorite action movie from 91 because it's just so affably goofy. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. it. It's got charm. That's what I like about it. Yeah. There, it it is, it is as shit as any of the other action films, but it, yeah, (laughs) it's got a stupid charm. Well, I, I, I will give it this. I, I admit, I grant you that I did not actually watch the whole movie. I watched about a half an hour of the movie. And, you probably and watched bits, all you needed right? to, honestly. But but I can I can say, yeah, I think I can back you up. This is as good a prototypical '90s action movie as you're going to find, right? Like this is the median. This is right there in the middle of what '90s <laughs> yeah. action movies were. Yeah. It's it's basically they punched it into ENIAC and said, give us a crowd pleaser, and this is what yeah. it shot out, basically. Uh, which is a shame that it tanked at the box office, because I think the the turmoil and the fact that Rourke and, <laughs> and Johnson didn't promote it, I think probably hurt it. Uh, so they kind of get what they get with that, where their film careers kind of tanked for a bit. So, well, I, think, know, I think also, though, there's no promotion you can do for this film it's all in the title. Once you hear that mm-hmm. title, you either go, <laughs> really? That's true. That's true. Or, that's true. Oh, fuck like, you. You know? Yeah. Like, like you don't hear somebody go, hey, you want to go see Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man? No one's going to go, oh, what's that about? No, that's yeah. not going to happen. Well, I when mean, that preview they- hit the screens in, in trailers for other films, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah, in the yeah, audience yeah. was going, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Harley. Marlboro. If you want to ride their road, you gotta know the rules. Never play cowboy. School's out, boys. In a room full of Indians. It's better to be dead and cool than alive and uncool. I mean, I look at that poster and I just see, like, you know, Mayor McCheese and the Hamburglar. You know, I. Yeah. It's good. Well, I do like that the final line of dialogue, though. Uh, I think sums everything up just very succinctly for this entire movie because it's Mickey Rourke getting ready to hit the open road after the the farewell with 
Marlboro man and the girls like hitchhiking. And so obviously she's like dropped at gorgeous, which, you know, right. makes perfect sense. Hitchhiker yeah. right after the sunset. Right? Uh, and so he, he looks at her, he says, uh, where are you headed? Nowhere special. Come on. I'll take you there. <laughs> and then they ride up into the sunset. That's like the last bit. And I'm, that's that, like the thesis of the movie. That's what I'm saying. Is like they pretty much just summed <laughs> yeah. everything up right there. Where are you going? Nowhere special. Oh, come on. I'll take you there. That's just like their, their mission statement. Bam. <laughs> so and, and if you want a podcast that takes you nowhere special, <laughs> yeah. by God, subscribe to ours. Yes. <laughs> Please. Yes. Uh, yes. Subscribe to yes. the podcast. That's a segue. That's a segue into our our, our end of show (laughs) that we do to let you know it's the end of the show. Yeah, this is the Brian doing the wrap it up uh, hand signal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the wrap it up. Brian Kruger for I Have a Life. Yeah. Can we stop Seriously. doing this? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so yeah. So the the website is uh, maghuge.com. The Twitter feed is at maghuge. Uh, Facebook, Magnificent Huge Podcast. Instagram, Magnificent Huge Podcast. We're on uh, SoundCloud. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on uh, Stitcher. Basically, wherever you get your podcast. And then, uh, did I miss anything? What else? Uh, I don't know. Man. I think you got it. <laughs> That's everything. That went by real fast. Uh, wow. Yeah. I was that's trying to pick a good one a dead or alive lyric to end on, and I didn't get one fast enough. So that's the show, everybody. Yeah, it's like my dear old dad told me before we left this shitty world. Yeah. <laughs> Aphorism. Go to our website. That's what dad said. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Goodbye. Right.